on Triple M Mining HQ. Good morning and welcome to Mining HQ, your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. I'm Pablo Miller. Coming up on today's edition, Chris Lamezia is going to be sitting down with the CEO and MD from Poseidon Nickel, Peter Harold. Good news from the Black Swan Project and Peter's going to update us on what's happening there. Plus, we'll look back on Peter's professional career in resources. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Pablo. Good morning to you. On the phone, we're going to have a chat to the CEO and Managing Director of Poseidon Nickel, Peter Harold. G'day, Peter. How are you? Yeah, good, good afternoon. Nice to talk to you. Now, look, you've ticked off an important milestone. The fill, I'm really curious to know about the fill the mill strategy. This is all about the Black Swan Project. What's been going on? Yeah, look, we've been doing a lot of work on a feasibility study to basically turn the old uh, Black Swan mill on. It's been sitting idle for the best part of 10 years. And uh, there's actually a number of different configurations that we can look at. Um, we, we looked at a small 150,000-tonne high-grade plant. We looked at the 1.1 million tonne, sort of, which is our base case. And there's also the expanded 2.2 million tonne case. So, yeah, there's quite a bit of optionality there. And what we've been doing is... is Coincident with that, we've also been updating the resource there, the open pit and the underground ore bodies. And so what we're doing now, doing now is sort of pulling all that information together, doing a study on the restart of the mill with GR Engineering and working out you know, which is the best configuration, which is the best ore body, ore bodies to mine and uh, turn the project back on again, given the very, very strong outlook for the nickel price going forward. Oh, that's great news. So can you give us some uh, detail about the MRE, what, what you've discovered there? Yeah, so what, what that basically is, uh, MRE stands for uh, Mineral Resource Estimate. So basically what's happened there is there was a, uh, one of those done in about 2014. We've done quite a bit of drilling from underneath the bottom of the open pit. The open pit that was mined by the Norilsk company when they owned the project uh, back in the 2010s, they uh, they mined about, down about 100 and 120 metres, I think, into, uh, into the open pit, and then they stopped and so it filled up with a bit of water. We came in from underground from the old Gosling underground drill drive with two drill rigs, and we drilled, I think it was about 26 holes in total, and we've added that uh, drilling assay results and uh, the, min- the, the, the type of mineralisation in the, in the bottom of the pit uh, into the database and then updated the database, which is what has been put out in the last week, which is the new 2022 uh, resource estimate, and that, or uh, uh, MRE as you called it, and that number has increased the confidence of the measured and indicated material, so that's important, uh, less, indica- less inferred, more indicated, which, is, which means there's just more drill density, which is, which is positive, and we've also increased the total tonnes of nickel by about another 10,000 tonnes, so we're up to about... 180,000 tonnes that contain nickel. So a very, very large system, nearly 30 million tonnes of, of, um, uh, of material in, the, uh, in that system. And then obviously now we're trying to work out, you know, how big the open pit would be, how many years it would run for and, and which um, configuration to put it through the mill. Our, our base case is currently um, a 1.1 million tonne per annum case, but we are looking at, as I said, other options at the same time. So your journey to become a sustainable nickel producer, it's certainly advancing. Can you see nickel slowing down in the world? It just seems to be going gangbusters. Yeah, look, I think notwithstanding the current environment, there's obviously a little bit of nervousness around, you know, with regard to higher interest rates, gold price dropping, all the base metals are coming off, you know, a bit of 
nervousness around the world about inflation and so on. But, that, you know, that that's potentially a short-term thing. I think medium-term, you know, everyone has, has committed, you know, governments and car manufacturers to electric vehicles as the uh, the new mode of transport, and so that'll eventually replace the internal combustion engine. And that's going to be a very, very big uh, driver of, of nickel, um, you know, going forward. And we see some very, very high, you know, well, sorry, sorry very strong nickel prices going forward from here to provide enough support for new nickel projects to come on stream to provide, um, you know, the required nickel uh, that's going to be consumed in increasing tonnage per annum for the electric vehicle market. Yeah. Now, now, what about your other projects? What's going on there with uh, Windara and also uh, Lake yes. Johnston? Yeah, well, Windara was the original Poseidon nickel project and we're actually looking at um, uh, maybe we could uh, access underground material from there. There's about 150,000 tonnes in two underground resources there and there's no mill there because the mill was was basically pulled down and refurbed by uh, Western Mining back in the 80s. Um, so that uh, could be a mine that then fed into Black Swan. It's about 300 kilometres away. So what we would look at doing there is you know, potentially developing an underground mine and then trucking that all down to Black Swan to basically um, add into the mill. One of the benefits we've got of Black Swan is just that large mill there that can do up to 2.2 million tonnes. Lake Johnson, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've obviously got a resource there as well. We've done an internal study and, and certainly we're, we're going to progress forward with a, a feasibility study on that project as well and some more exploration because we've done some work there and we think there's some more opportunities to find some more bodies there. So, But right at the moment, the, the major focus is on Black Swan. We want to get that going first and then we can then you know, swing our attention to those other two projects. Oh, we wish you all the best and I'm sure we'll talk uh, again down the track. Mate, just going back, uh, Panoramic Resources, you were there for, for yeah. close on 20 years, founder, managing director. When you cast your yeah. mind back, what, what do you think you've learnt along the journey now in a different role but looking back? Oh, yes, that's a, that's a very good question. Yeah, I had some, some great times at, at Panoramic. Look, I think the, um, you know, the, the thing I learnt the most is probably about you know, having the A-team. I mean, you know, they were always, um, you know, in that nickel price environment. You know, they were reasonably challenging assets, both Savannah and and Lane, uh, and Lane Frankie. And uh, you know, we had a fantastic, we we had the A team, the A plus team, and that's why those projects were successful. We really were able to. We own a mine, both those mines, and and ran the mill ourselves. And back in those days, that was a that made a lot of sense. It was a lot easier to get people back in those days, and we had a a great team of people, um, both in the Perth office and also at those mine sites, you know, very stable workforce. And that was probably the thing I learned the most, that, you know, look after those people and, and keep them in the system. And uh, we, we, those people went on, you know, subsequently and have done incredibly well and, and have ended up in other businesses and, and made you know, great um, great careers. I think, um, you know, the, the, the assets, um, you know, keep exploring. I mean, you've got to keep finding more ore because you, you certainly mine it pretty quickly. And uh, probably, you know, we didn't potentially maybe spend enough money on, on drilling in and around, um, you know, Savannah and, and also at Lane Frankie. If, if we'd done a bit more drilling, we might have find might have found Savannah North a bit sooner and, and maybe not had to have shut the mine and then restarted it again. But but the new managing director, Victor, is doing a great job there, and I'm still a big shareholder, so I'm, I'm very uh, confident that, um, that Panoramic and Savannah will be very successful going forward. It's a big ore body, and it's back up and running again and, and generating solid cash flow, so I'm really pleased to see that. Peter, last question. Um, a process engineer, how did you get into yeah. that? 
Oh, look, I was uh, at um, I was living in Melbourne, and my grandfather had gone to uh, University of Melbourne as an electrical engineer on a scholarship from the railways, the Victorian railways. And I think we, my mum and I went up to an open day, and uh, we were wandering around the university. And and uh, I wasn't the most brilliant of students, and I think I you know sort of was just mediocre, but I was quite good at chemistry. And uh, so we walked into the, the the science or the engineering faculty, and there was. A, a degree there called a Bachelor of Applied Science in Chemistry, majoring in polymer technology. And back in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, plastics were all the rage. So I thought that would, that would be a good career. And as soon as I left university, I, I went completely the other way, got into oil and gas and then hard rock. So never became a, an industrial chemist, but certainly uh, enjoyed the degree when I did it. For the very latest mining news in WA... Stream the Mining HQ podcast, available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.